Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. You haven't thought this through, Jack. Your plan's not going to work. Yeah? Why is that? Your friends aren't going to make it back to your side of the island because we're not on that island. We're on a smaller island, two miles offshore. Afraid so. So why don't we see if we can come up with some kind of peaceful resolution? A peaceful resolution. That's right. Is that what you call asking me to kill Ben while on the operating table? Make it look like an accident? That's ridiculous. She wants Ben Tom, to die. She he's says lying. that if I, I did it, that she would protect Jack. me. No! Juliet, get out. Tom, he's lying. You said you can't stitch him up. Then you don't need to be in here. Go, Julie. Don't let him fool you. He'll never let a patient just die. Hey! Hey, can anybody hear me? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing Not in Portland, a Juliet-centric episode. And I think it's our first flashback episode on someone other than a survivor. Yeah, isn't definitely. It? Yep. Which is pretty cool. Nice change of pace. Um, right off the bat here, um, I noticed this when I watched the episode the first time, um, but forgot about something later on. But I'll go ahead and mention it anyway. We see Juliet walking through a building, which we think is kind of like a Dharma station. Yeah. And uh, she passes Ethan, and then he go. You know, then she goes into her sister's room. Now we find out later that this isn't a Dharma station, that it's actually in Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm. So she's actually, you know, bumping into Ethan in Miami, Florida in the past. Of course, she bumps into him again later. But at the time, that seemed like a a big deal. Yeah. Because this totally looked like a Dharma station. Yeah, I just don't really even understand where she's at even then because she opens the curtain and it's like some, you know, great view, you Mm -hmm. know. and, and But when she's walking down the hallway, it's like, oh nasty and yeah the lights, lights are, flickering are flickering on and off and yeah it's really weird that whole f- intro throws me off because she's sitting on the beach looking at like the little pouch of uh-huh. medicine and she gets up and she walks into this building and then she ends up in her sister's room yeah and her sister's kind of dressed up like she's another and you know they have that weird like yin yang lamp next yeah. to her bed it's like they're trying to make you think it's a dharma state definitely but when they open the windows you know she says that it's actually miami Florida. yeah it is still odd, it, weird. Yeah, it's really odd. It, it still throws me every time. Yeah. But, you know, we see Julia administering a test medicine uh-huh. on her sister, um, which at first I thought, you know, well, her sister's got cancer or something mm-hmm. and that's she's doing some experimental medication. But we find out later that's not the case. So in their cages, you know, Kate and Sawyer managed to get away from Pickett and his assistant and they take off running mm-hmm. into the jungle. And the operating room, you know, Juliet tells some of the others to get Kate and Sawyer and bring them back. And if they have to, to kill them. Yeah. 
And she then tells Jack about the situation with the two islands. Um, I guess he was the last one who didn't know. And Jack then tells Tom about Juliet's plan to have have him kill Ben accidentally. Right. Yeah. Uh, which was great. I mean, finally to expose her. But what I still don't get, even though after we've learned her situation, is whether this was just a plan of hers to kill Ben so she could leave, uh-huh. or if there's still a group of them who want Ben dead. Yeah, well, she she like makes it very clear that there. Well, she said there's there's a a group of us that mm-hmm. feel differently than he does. Oh, right. Some of us want change. Yeah. That's right. So. That's right. I assume there's more than her, but yeah. I don't at this point I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, me either. So in a character bit here, we see Juliet sneaking through, you know, what ends up being her ex-husband, you know, Edmund's lab mm-hmm. to get more medica- medication for her sister. And uh, he later blackmails her so he can be involved in her human testing and yeah. any possible benefits that that might produce. Definitely. Uh, so he's kind of a, kind of a creep. You know, I, oh, yeah. I find it odd, hard to understand why she was even with the guy in the first place. Like, yeah, it was just kind of slimeballish. It's an awful know? scene, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, turn off the lights when you leave, you know. It just yeah. Yeah, it seems like a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, it seems like she still, like, kind of has feelings for the guy. Yeah, something. Or he has at least some type of control over that's for sure. Right. Yeah. And so in the operating room, you know, Ben wakes up and he asks them to bring Juliet to him. You know, he's overheard their conversation mm-hmm. and he knows about her little plan. And once she's there, he asked to speak to her alone. You know, specifically, he asked for three minutes, which I made note of. Yeah. And whatever he says to her clearly has her upset. And Tom says, you know, they've got history. Yeah. Which was an interesting comment. Yeah. And Juliet, you know, then comes out and tells Jack that she would like for him to go in there, put Ben under and finish the surgery because she is going to help Sawyer and Kate escape. Yeah. Yeah. That was all really interesting. Just, I mean, in the sense that... I was trying to, I was hoping that I'd hear what the, was said in there in the room, but mm-hmm. obviously you got to just kind of watch her reaction. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was trying to read her body language, and she obviously seemed like she changed, she did change her uh-huh. mind. Whatever he did say didn't make her look like, okay, well, I'm going I'm to do this. I mean, I couldn't tell if it was like, if you don't do this, you're dead. Right. Or if you don't, if you do do this, something good will happen. You know, mm-hmm. I just couldn't tell, but right. it was all interesting that Ben woke up in the middle of surgery, even at that, you yeah. know, yeah. that all this could take place. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so in the jungle, you know, Alex helps Sawyer and Kate escape from Pickett and friends and, you know, tells them if they'll help her free Carl, she has a boat they can use to get to the other island. Mm-hmm. So again, Alex kind of shows up out of nowhere. It's, it looks like. I don't understand how in the world she and Al or she and Carl are attached to these others. Yeah, I don't either. Or why they're around. They don't seem to be a part of any of the work that's Mm-mm. going on. They're just kind of like renegades running around. Yeah. And you know, they know this. It's what's yeah. funny to me. It's like they yeah. know Alex is, you know, this crazy girl, but yet Yeah, they kinda of tolerate her and yeah. put up with her the yeah. whole time. And so, you know, another character bit here, we see Juliet interviewing for a job with Middleos Bioscience. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's listen to that scene. Okay. Thank you for uh, taking the time to let us make our pitch, Dr. Burke. Middleos uh, Bioscience is based in Oregon. We're just outside of Portland. Uh, <laughs> uh, these shots might seem a little cheeseball, but our people really are this happy. Now, why? Because we're privately funded. Privately funded means freedom. We organize trips every week in and around the Portland area, which is just 
awesome for hiking and biking and river running. Look, when you, your company reached out to me, I was flattered, but I don't really know why you would want me. Is it true that you successfully impregnated a male field mouse? He didn't carry the term. Mind if I ask you something? Sure. What do you see? Well, it's a human womb, obviously. Judging from the decomposition of the endometrium, I would say that the woman was somewhere in her 70s. No, actually, she's 26. What happened to her? What if I told you that you could have complete freedom and money to find out? We think you're special, Dr. Burke. And we want you to lead a team of highly trained people because we think you're just that good. I can't. Why can't you? My ex-husband wouldn't let me. I... He wouldn't want you to have this opportunity? No, he doesn't want me to have anything. He would never give the okay. It, it's, Maybe uh... we could reach out to him on your behalf. Don't bother. Something that he would respond to. You were hit by a bus. How about that? That would work. That was totally inappropriate. No, 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 no. no I, uh. I'm sorry, but I wasted your time. Dr. Burke, please. You, you, no, no, you don't. I'm sorry. Whatever you think I am, I'm not. I'm not a leader, Mr. Albert. I'm a mess. So obviously, in light of some of the things that happened later in the episode, this scene becomes very interesting mm -hmm. and important, I think. Uh, first of all, the job they were offering her, she was interviewing for a position. It was in Portland, Oregon. Right. And uh, part of the reason they weren't interested in her is because she successfully impregnated a male mouse, mm -hmm. um, which which is interesting because we find out, obviously, later that her the whole reason she was giving her sister this medicine was to allow her to be pregnant. Right. Um, so clearly Juliet's involved in like fertility, mm -hmm. like fertility medicine for whatever reason. And that's why this middle Oast bioscience wanted her. And, um, you know, he has her look at a CAT scan of a woman who appears to be in her seventies, but she's actually in her mid twenties. Right. Um, which was really interesting because, um, Juliet recognized it. That was like the perfect example of why they wanted her in the first yeah, place. Definitely. They were going to give her the opportunity to study this type of incident and discover what was causing it. Yeah. Because it's like they can't figure it out on their own, so they needed to get her help, uh -huh. that kind of thing. And uh, they want her to lead a team of people. Um, she refuses to take the job because her ex-husband wouldn't allow it. Uh, she comments that if he were hit by a bus, he might allow it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and his name is Mr. Alpert. Alpert, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even when I was watching this, this guy has some kind of like, even his presentation and some weird element to it, uh -huh. you know, it's just kind of like, it seemed like obviously there was something way more, uh, in, in some way bigger than why he was leading on to be, you know, right. cause his whole, even his whole presentation was like, he said, Oh, no, it's a little cheesy, but yeah. And I'm like, yeah, also a lie. Yeah. That's what I thought, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. So give me your best, um, guess on what's going on with all this middle Oast bio bioscience. Um, my, my, my best guess, I mean, even, I mean, I guess I got looking at the whole episode here mm -hmm. is that it's some subsidiary company to the Dharma group or something, right. you know, and, and mm -hmm. that, uh, they are calling her in to, um, I guess leads some studies in, in, 
Uh, it, get, it could be anything. It could be cloning. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, there's a ton of stuff that she could actually help out with. Um, the x-ray, now I was trying to think that, like, maybe there's somebody that we know that that was an x-ray of because, I mean, the yellow one was an x-ray, you know. Right. I was yeah. trying to think, okay, is this someone that maybe is on the island? That's a good thought. You know. Yeah. And um, um, I couldn't think of it in the 20s. I was thinking, okay, Claire, you know, already has a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There, there, you know, there was no complications there we knew of. Right. And then there's um, uh, son, but it was Jen that had the issue, mm-hmm. not right. her. Right. Because that would have made sense if she was, you know, not able to have kids. That, you mm-hmm. know, maybe that's why, I'll, maybe that's the x ray look at. And then the only other person I could think of that's had a kid that we know of is, um, oh, uh, Alex's mother, um, um, yeah, Danielle. Danielle. Yeah. And I was wondering, and this is maybe far, probably far-fetched, actually. But I'm thinking, okay, what if this was an x-ray of, of that um, after she gave birth to um, Alex? Mm-hmm. You know, like her, this happened to her. I mean, we don't right. know why. It has something to do with that sickness mm-hmm. that they keep talking about. Right. And I started to think, okay, maybe she was the one that got sick, not uh-huh. the others. Right. You know? Right. And they wanted their, her to study that. So mm-hmm. this, like I said, this is a this is a thrown together theory on based yeah, on yeah. an X ray, which probably has no relevance to anything. Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting to think that I mean, they have a problem. Mm-hmm. They have a problem with this mid twenties year old woman who they say it was like a uterus, like it was a mm-hmm. cat scan of mm-hmm. a uterus, mm-hmm. who looks like she's seventy years old. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what complications that would solve if they weren't able to get pregnant or whatever. But they have a problem they're trying to definitely. solve. Yeah, definitely. And they need her to do it. And it'd be interesting. It's interesting to know why are they are experiencing that problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like it's a common medical phenomenon that everybody no. has, and they they really want to get to the core of it. No, it was, it was something their problem specific to their issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. So uh, in the jungle, you know, Sawyer, Kate, and Alex, you know, get to the place where they think Carl is being held, and a man named Aldo is uh, standing guard, and he's reading a brief history of time. And they find Carl, and he's in a room with loud music um, playing in a projector, projecting weird things onto a screen. Mm-hmm. Here are what some of those things are. You know, it says, plant a good seed, and you'll joyfully gather fruit. Everything changes. We are the cause of our own suffering. God loves you as he loved Jacob and think about your life. And at the end, there's a photo of, of Gerald de Groots, mm-hmm. one of the founders of Darwin initiative mm-hmm. on the, on the slideshow. Okay. So obviously the whole God loves you as he loved Jacob comment is interesting in light of our last yeah, episode exactly. about Jacob's Jacob. list. Yeah. Now what's really interesting here, if you look at like the whole, you know, biblical story yeah. of Jacob, I was going to say, yeah. And like, you know, he's, here's a brother who deceives his brother mm-hmm. in order to get his birthright. And like, you know, basically cons the guy yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. And how well does that tie up with the stories we've seen for these people on the side? Definitely. Definitely. And so my theory was that, you know, it's just a statement about, you know, just as God still loved Jacob, despite all these things that he mm-hmm. did, you know, he still loves these people despite all the horrible things they've done. Yeah, definitely. But I just thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah. That Dad. scene was insane. <laughs> yeah. Like it drove me <laughs> insane to watch the mini clip of it, uh-huh. you know? And I mean, I've seen and read about like, um, you know, experience they've done with stuff like this, you uh-huh. know, um, it actually made me think of that. 
remember the old movie Project X with mm-hmm. the monkey? Yeah, you yeah. know, maybe think of something like that. Like it just totally brainwashes, you know, yeah. washes them. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I couldn't imagine what that would really do to someone. Right, like, drive them insane. Yeah, and why were they doing? Yeah, it? I mean, I mean, it. obviously he's been kind of unruly. They had to lock him up a couple of times. Yeah, but I want to know what he's doing and why they're doing this in response to what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, exactly. Like they're trying to break him to believe yeah. what they believe, and uh-huh. I, I don't know. But he's kind of hooked up in the middle with some weird light-up glasses. <laughs> yeah, and an IV hooked into him, I guess, just to keep him hydrated while he's That's in awful. there. But yeah, it's terrible. So, in a, you know, character bit here, Juliet finds out that, you know, her testing on her sister has worked mm-hmm. and she's actually pregnant. And she goes to tell her ex, you know, the news and that her research has worked and he's in the middle of a sentence when he's killed by a bus. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Definitely makes me think, again, that this is uh, the, the Dharma group. I mean, we talked about how they have so much control over things that mm-hmm. it seems almost uncontrollable. And, right. um, I mean... I guess that you could be coincidence, but I mean the bus and I don't know. I just think, I mean, this was something like, okay, we need her. And she says it's a bus. She gets a bus. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to make it clear to her what, what the source of it was. Exactly. Exactly. Because they could have killed him any way they wanted. Exactly. But exactly the way she had said. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah. So on the beach, you know, Alex, Carl, and Sawyer, and Kate, you know, get to the boat, and we find out that Alex is Ben's daughter. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, which is interesting, because, okay, Alex is Ben's daughter, um, so that makes him part of the 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 group that came there originally. Right. Um, like part of Danielle's, Danielle's team. Danielle's group is what mm-hmm. it seems like. Right. Unless, um, unless she, Danielle, met Ben after she was there somehow and they and, but still i mean definitely there's some kind of interaction between <laughs> ben and danielle for sure well possibly well, unless mean, unless that's not the same alex or yeah. or danielle has some kind of obsession with that being her child and it really isn't yeah true you know true but i mean i think the <clears throat> the first thing that came to my mind though was you know obviously she she believes ben is her father uh-huh. there's no question about that and I instantly thought about Claire and Aaron. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. fact that they took her, they were planning on keeping her baby. That's true. They could raise you, you could raise that child, and that child would believe anything mm-hmm. that you would say. That was the first thing that popped in my it head. That makes I saw total it. sense. Yeah. Because Ben doesn't seem like the kind of guy that had ever had a, fa- had a daughter. No. Or had a relationship no. that would, would create a daughter. No, definitely not. He's kind of an odd, odd guy. But we do know now why he asked for her on the, asked us if she'd asked about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely does seem to have a connection to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with that completely. But, you know, Danny shows up and plans to kill Sawyer and uh, Juliet ends up killing him. Mm -hmm. And Juliet gives Kate the the walkie talkies, you know, so she can radio Jack and tell him they're safe. And let's listen to that. All right. Wait, wait. It's steady. Damn it. Hold it steady. Hold it up to me. What about the search? Just do it! Yeah, I'm here, Kate. You okay? 
Yeah, I... We've got a boat. They're letting us go. Who's letting you go? The blonde woman. So you're safe, you and Sawyer? Yes, yeah. Tell me. Tell you? First day on the beach, the day of the crash, the story that I told you. If you're safe, tell me. This is the best time. Shut up! You were doing surgery on a girl. And you messed up. You made a mistake. You tore something on her back. And all the nerves came loose. And you said you were so afraid. And you said the fear was so... real. And you didn't know what to do. So you can't defy. And then you weren't afraid anymore. And then it was just gone. And you fixed her. You saved her. I need you to make me a promise, Kate. Jack? Promise me that you'll never come back here from me. Don't come back, Kate. Jack, where are you? Please. Jack? Jack, please, where are you? So one thing I thought was really interesting about that whole, you know, her retelling that story that Jack had told her was the phrase, you fixed her, yeah. was used again. Yeah. And I, like I said a while back, that's just an odd phrase. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine a doctor saying, yeah, I fixed her, you know, fixed her. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just seems really odd. Yeah, it does. It's, yeah. And it totally, I mean, as we know, it relates exactly to what he's doing right now. Right. You know, he messes up and he ends up fixing uh, you know fixing uh, Ben to a certain right. degree you know I mean mm-hmm. I don't know it was, really, it was really interesting to to watch that yeah. kind of it seemed like even as she was telling the story yeah he was emotional about it, but it just kind of brought him back into that mode yeah I really got the feeling like her telling him that story reminded him of like the feelings he's had for her since mm-hmm. that, that Definitely. moment and kind of reminded him why he needed to get out of there mm-hmm which is why, you know, he kind of tells promise, makes her promise that she'll never come back here Definitely. for him. Mm-hmm. So basically she leaves and that's it. She yep. just never turns back, uh, which is really sad. Just like the last episode, yeah. you know, him realizing that she's, she's kind of over him mm-hmm. and uh, he needs to move on. And it's kind of sad because there's something much more interesting about the whole Jack and Kate yeah, relationship definitely. than the Sawyer and Kate yeah, I relationship. Agree. But, um, you know, Sawyer and Kate, you know, set sail on their boat for the real island, finally. So we're done with this cage mm-hmm. nonsense, mm-hmm. and things are moving ahead. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, in the operating room, after the surgery, Jack tells Juliet that he was able to remove the tumor. And let's listen to that scene also. 
were you able to remove the tumor? Yeah. You'll want to do a biopsy, see if it's malignant. So what now? I just go back to myself? Until I figure out what to do with you. What did he say? I'm sorry? Ben. What did he say that made you want to save his life? It doesn't really matter what he said. It matters to me. After everything that I have been put through, you owe me an answer. I want to know what he said. Sorry for your loss. What are you doing here? I saw what happened on the news, and uh, your office said you were down here. I just wanted to express my condolences in person before I went back up to Portland. This is Ethan. He's one of my colleagues. It's a pleasure to meet you. He was hit by a bus. I know. They, they say you were there when it happened. It must have been... No, no. In, in our interview, I said, I said that I, want, I wanted him to get hit by a bus. Dr. Burke, I, I realize you're a little uh, shook up right now, but th this is just a tragic accident. You can't blame yourself. I don't even remember you saying that. Why are you here, Mr. Albert? Look, uh, I know the timing is horrible, but we came because we're that serious about getting you to come work with us. <laughs> Just give us six months. If you need to, be back before your sister gives birth. How did you know that my well, we're very uh, thorough in our recruitment process. Pretty remote. She wouldn't have access to the treatment that she needs. But it's Portland. There's plenty of clinics in. Well, actually, we're not quite in Portland. years, Jack. Three years 
two months and 28 days. He said that if I let him live, and I helped you, that he would finally let me go home. So Juliet's in the in the morgue, I guess you, it is, um, signing the papers after her ex-husband is killed, and Ethan and uh, Mr. Albert show mm-hmm. up and ask her again, basically, if she's interested in the job. Yeah. And, you know, really odd timing. Definitely, definitely <laughs> bad timing. And, uh, you know, Mr. Albert claims not to remember her making the comment about her husband getting hit yeah. by the bus. right. And, um, you know, somehow he also knew that her sister was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, that they just are very thorough in their qualification process. Right. But the only person she told was her ex-husband yep. and her sister. Mm-hmm. There's no way they could have possibly known that. No, but th- if they are the Dharma group, they can know anything at any yeah. time, you yeah. know. I mean, they can get sharks to do what they want. So <laughs> They can get sharks to lay down and get tattoos. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, I mean... Right. This is a, this is easy for them. Yeah. So, but he does say the job isn't quite in Portland. Yeah. Which I thought was good—a good play on the title, yeah. not in Portland. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's really cool. Uh, which definitely lends to the whole idea that this isn't a middleos bioscience. Right. This is Dharma exactly doing something here. Yeah, and then actually, the clip that ended there was, um, was where we hear. Juliet explain why mm-hmm. she decided to let them go. Right. And that was interesting because it actually reaffirmed my initial feeling about her that she is good uh-huh. and that she just wants to go home. Right. You know, and she, and Jack makes that comment. I, I'm glad you remind me of this. You know, he gets done with the surgery. And it's like, so what? Now I go back to my cell. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, until they decide to do what, what to do with you. And he's like, you know, they, right. Like he's kind of realizing that she's not she's separate. She's different mm-hmm. from the, this other group of others. And yeah. we see why, because she was in a totally different situation, we assume. Yeah, but it seems like to me, she was basically held captive there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it really makes you, I mean, I think if it had she been been killed, I mm-hmm. think she felt like she convinced the others, the other ones that were on Ben's side, mm-hmm. or at least have enough power to go ahead and leave, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an awful thing to think about her just staying there for two years. And yeah. And they had made a, even a comment, Mr. Alpern, who says, if you don't like it, you know, in six months you come back and you see your, you know, your sister's uh, child be born. Mm-hmm. But that was never the right the thought. You know, they got her on this island, wasn't going to let her go. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, she makes the comment, you know, she's been on the island for over three years. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it looks like, I mean, they had a legit reason that they needed her to be mm-hmm. there. And it's like she got there. And she still hasn't been able to leave at yeah. all. No, I just yeah, it's just awful. It's like she's the village doctor, and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, they, they 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 had a role. She filled it. Right. They're gone. But what's so interesting is that they they needed her to solve this issue they have, but yet they don't have like a, more of a general practitioner type doctor. Yeah, no, that's just that's that like they need this person that does like uh, fertility stuff. But they don't really need a normal, the regular doctor yeah. that can do other things that they would probably need all the time. Yeah, you know, which is really odd. Yeah, it is. The more I think about it, points more to the scientific thing that they are doing rather than the care of the people. Yeah, you know, right. 
Yeah, more like she's a research scientist more than she is like exactly. a doctor that's caring for people. Yeah, yeah I yeah. see what you mean. And then, um, you know, Ben told her that, that if she let him live and helped Jack, that he'd allow her to go home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was not necessarily there by choice, it seems like. No, definitely not. I mean, obviously, she probably went on her own free will, mm-hmm. but now she's she's kind of being held against her will. It reminds me every time I go to Chuck E. Cheese with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I do, too, in theory, and then you get there, and it's... It's so different than it, when you're a kid. It is. Yeah. I grew up thinking it was the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. Same as my kids, but now looking back... Yeah, the robot gorilla just doesn't do much for yeah, you. Yeah, no. they don't even have the gorilla no more. It's just Oh, that's right. It's scary, just got a giant mouse. Scary mouse. So yeah, that's that's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chuck E. Cheese after the first hour. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyways, so there's there's my thought for the uh, episode. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts about the episode overall? We did learn a lot. Um, yeah. I'm trying to process everything and make sure we've talked about everything we need to here. Um, but it's it's really odd how they found out about Juliet in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know why Mr. Albert. Um, went to get her why we haven't seen this mm-hmm. albert guy at all until now yeah you know i mean i think the episode was actually really good um brought more mystery into it uh, mm-hmm. but um just um i you know i think it, it actually puts things in motion to be different yeah this episode does yeah. you know yeah if, if for no other reason this is our first real connection to the outside world mm-hmm. like these people were actually went out into the real world to get Juliet definitely and brought her back into it. So mm-hmm. it changes the whole feeling of the, of the others group definitely. the Dharma initiative yep. in general. Yep. But you'd mentioned way back though, that you felt like there were different groups, like there was mm-hmm. the Dharma initiative group and then there was a different group of others. Is that still the case? Um, let's see here. Okay. Yeah. I remember saying that. Um, I mean, I say, yeah, I mean, I think this kind of brings a, I mean, this kind of brings a clarification to that. I mean, there's, there is the the Dharma group that mm-hmm. has a certain agenda. Um, and do you think because we, it looks like Juliet was somebody who was brought in by the Dharma mm-hmm. group, um, does that mean since she's still there that Ben and all these other people are also part of the Dharma group? Or is it possible somehow I think some, she, her, the Dharma group and these guys somehow joined together at some point? Or um, I mean, it, if I had to throw a theory out right now, it seems like it's a collaboration. I feel like there's some people that are there because they, you know, this is their, their part of the Dharma do, doing their thing. And the other group is there because they've been brought in, mm-hmm. held captive in the same sense right. that, you know, she has. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I th- it's kind of still hard to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually, because it does seem to me that there's two clear groups. Mm-hmm. There are people like Ben who seem to have a purpose for mm-hmm. being there. Definitely. They have something they're trying to do. Yep. And then you have people like Juliet and Pickett who, like, they're either hired hands or mm-hmm. the people who are being kept there against their will or whatever, but their attitudes are not the same exactly. as the people who have a direction that they're following. Yeah, and it points to the back to the gentleman. I can't remember his name now, but the general or the military guy that was in there with Desmond, you know? Oh yeah. Kelvin. Yeah. To me, it seems like he was a military guy and they probably approached him mm-hmm. the same way they did Juliet. Hey, right. we got this job, you know, cause he said he hired on. Right. You yeah. know? And it's like same way, you know, and they probably, uh-huh. and they put him in this position and now he's right. captive. Uh-huh. You know, rather Good than, point. So. Yeah. Cause I, I can't remember now. I think we even found out how long he had been in there. It'd been, yeah, it was a while. It'd been several years, I think. Yeah, it was. 
But yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because he's one of the the few other characters we've gotten to see, you know, to learn much about. Yeah, he was another. Mm-hmm. So, sirens oh, outside. Yeah, <laughs> that freaked me out. I thought I was hearing something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is a great episode. I mean, mm-hmm. it feels like it kind of feels like they're giving us a peek into something, mm-hmm. but yet we don't really know enough to understand fully what it is. Yeah, yet. definitely. And uh, so I'm excited to get into the rest of this season. Me too. And like we mentioned last time, this is kind of like the finale or the, what do you call it? The premiere Premiere, of the part two of season three. Mm -hmm. So after a 13 week break, they kick things off with this. And I do think this is where things really started to improve and get a lot better. All right. The next episode being one of those. Okay. Like a total game changer. Really? Just to hype it up a little bit here. All right. That's the reason why we're doing our vidcast, our next vidcast will be over flashes before your eyes and that'll be on Wednesday. And um, like I mentioned before, you know, we're going to try to keep it as short as we possibly can, even if we have to edit some of the stuff out. But this episode's big. Okay. I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff. All right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching it again and taking notes. Okay. But uh, if that's it. That's it for me. Okay. I guess we'll close things out and we will see you guys on Wednesday. And just a, rem- a reminder here, what we'll probably do is release the audio only version of flashes before your eyes and then we will release as soon as possible after that the video episode so if you're planning on watching the video you might want to wait and not listen to the audio version uh, so the video can be a little bit more interesting so until then we will see you all later thanks for listening to the lost mystery podcast with anton and evan new episodes are released every sunday wednesday and friday morning at seven o'clock a.m eastern standard time In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at LostMysteryPodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at LostMysteryPodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.